How nail polish makes you fat. Drinking with friends is good for you. Beards are covered in poop. Thinking can make Sugar you as fat. addictive as cocaine. Microwaving Climate change. Plastic. Literally. Sausage. Is dangerous. Junk food in pregnancy leaves children fat. Maggots prove effective for kids. Cancer. So much of what we hear in the news these days is supposedly backed up by science. The question is, how much of that is science? And how much of it is... Real science. I, I couldn't focus properly during classes. My grades were going down and in sports I wasn't able to like perform as well as I used to be able to. I'll step into my room and everything will feel wrong and all of a sudden I got really angry and I'll like throw things everywhere. Being scared of it makes it even worse. I feel like uninterested in any other task. I get a little bit excited, which is maybe bad, but I think when I'm in the like situation, like I can get focused easily. I think what helped me most was just sleeping, to be honest. Usually I'd cry first. <laughs> um, I find that really helps me to like let it out. And then I'd talk to my dad. Yeah, it's important to just calm yourself down and really think beyond what's happening at the moment. Binging an entire series on Netflix in one day. Doing something creative also helps mm -hmm. me, like I'm doing something like calming, like drawing. These are all students from grade 11 and they are all talking about the same thing. What on earth could they be talking about? Well, it's the big, powerful, scary S word, stress. This episode, we're investigating stress. Is it the big enemy? Is it ruining lives all around us? What actually is stress and what actually works to manage or even use stress effectively? Well, we're going to be testing out some more unusual stress reducers involving electric shocks, funerals, and fire. Do you feel less stressed? No! <laughs> oh my God. I do not feel less stressed. I feel hurt and <laughs> sad. Oh my God. I don't really understand Whoa. how this is supposed to make me feel less stressed. Ah, just stabbed <laughs> just myself. Stabbed himself. My hands are a lot shakier since I was buried alive. <laughs> I'm Judson. And I'm Tim. And this is Real Science. So it's that time of year. Exams are closing in, deadlines are looming, and everybody is wishing that we could just have a little bit more time. Students and staff are, in a word, stressed. Absolutely. Sometimes stress can feel like the elephant in the room. People start acting differently. They take their frustrations out on one another. I think maybe it's time we bring the issue out into the open. I agree, but we're not exactly experts. We're pretty relaxed guys. We may be relaxed, but luckily we work at a school that has some pretty talented alumni. So we're going to see if we can't dig up an expert who can help us out. So my name is Hannah Chothong. I'm a clinical psychologist working in private practice in Myanmar. And I am a UWC alumni from the class of 2006. So we started off the conversation by asking Hannah what the definition of stress actually is. Stress how I like to explain it when I'm when I'm working with with people who are experiencing stress is in a very simple way it's just a, our body's reaction to anything that's that's challenging um, sometimes a lot of people see stress as a very bad thing in our lives uh, but it can also be it can also be good um, it can make us much quicker in the reflexes so if we're we're doing karate under stress, we'd probably be performing a lot better than if we're relaxed as we would be if we're sitting lying on a beach. Um, but 
it can also become very unhelpful, particularly when stress is around for a very long period of time. Okay, well, Hannah certainly seems really well qualified to talk about stress. Uh, We heard from a bunch of students earlier, like all kinds of different things that stress does to them. What did our expert say about the effects of stress? Well, she actually told us there are three different categories that these components of stress fit into. Behavioral components, physical components, and cognitive components. And so each of these categories affects different people in different ways. For some people, they may notice that when they're feeling stressed, they may be less likely to want to spend time with their friends. For other people, that could be the opposite. They are feeling overly stressed, so they may want to just distract themselves and pretend the exams don't exist. Uh, Some other types of effects could be just changes in eating. Students may eat more, some students may eat less. Hey, some of the students and parents were talking about this stuff earlier. For sure. And actually, we're going to see more of those experiences reflected in Hannah's descriptions of the physical and cognitive components of stress as well. So some of the physical effects of stress could be getting a headache. So you may notice yourself getting more headaches than normal. Um, Trouble sleeping. Often people don't really speak about this, but periods, for example, can be affected. Girls can have more regular periods or missed periods. And this can also be stressful because they start having questions about pregnancy. But actually, it can just be an effect of stress. And the cognitive effects are what stress can do to our brain. It may be harder to concentrate. Um, It can affect how we remember things. Obviously, it seems like that would be a huge issue if you're trying to take a test. And another cognitive effect is just increased worrying. So a lot of the time you may notice yourself just worrying about things that you may not have worried about before, like getting to school on time or handing in a piece of work on time. From our conversation, it just seems like there are so many ways that stress manifests itself. Yeah, and so there must be so many different ways to deal with it as well. It's really important to work out the things that work well for you, because what works well for one person may not work well for another person. And at the same time, what works well for you on one day may not work well for you another day. So it's really good to have a, a, a good toolkit that you can take along with you. Sure, a good toolkit. So how do we figure out what those tools are? Learning some of the tools could be as simple as asking their friends, you know, what, what types of things do you do? If you're like me and you've got useless friends when it comes to stress management, Hannah's got tips for us. Take a break, you know, have some time out. Exercise is great. And sometimes when you have your EE due or if you have an exam, then it's like, I don't have any time to do anything but study. But it is really important, even of, you know, going for a short walk for 15 or 20 minutes is a really big help. And it actually can help you to concentrate better afterwards. And if none of that works? Shivering is a really powerful way of dealing with a number of different emotions, but especially when we're feeling stress. Sharing that with a friend really helps to feel like I've been able to tell somebody about this and maybe they might even have some ideas of what could help. And sometimes when we're stressed, it's hard for us to problem solve. It's hard for us to think about different ways that we can deal with that situation. So if you're able to share it with somebody who isn't feeling stressed in the way that you are, they might be able to help you to problem solve in that type of situation. Now, a parent-child relationship is very different from a friend-friend relationship. So we also asked Hannah, how can parents help their children deal with stress? 
parents can be a great source of help during times of stress, but they can also be a great source of frustration for some students. One of the most important factors in making sure that help can be useful to the young person is asking them, you know, do they want that help and that support? Because sometimes when it's unsolicited, it triggers more frustration. Do you want help? How can I help? You know, what would be helpful from me? This all sounds great, Tim. There's been a lot of talk and not a lot of action. We're scientists, and I think it's about time we do some experiments. I agree. Both of us have gone away and we've found some very different supposed stress reducers on the internet, and I think we need to try them out. Well, you know, that all sounds great in principle, but in order to reduce stress, we have to be put in a situation that is stressful. You know, like the kids have exams and stuff. We, we don't have anything like that. Right, and so I've devised a little experiment to make us stressed. I don't like the sound of this. Well, I got to thinking, what makes people stressed? How can we make ourselves as stressed as we could possibly be? And then I thought, oh, it's so obvious. We need to be threading five tiny needles while a strobe light flashes in our face and while we're being electrocuted. Tim, you've got to be kidding me. That sounds absolutely ridiculous. And then... If we do it too slow, we have to do it all over again. This is literally the worst idea that you've ever had. All right, so what happens now? Do you go, is it my turn? Now it's your turn. Mm. Just, just for the listeners, you can hear the electricity jumping across. This is what is going to be happening to Judson's flesh. Do I get, like, a handicap since I'm older? <laughs> no. Do I get, no. like... Uh, if anything, you're more experienced. Yeah, but don't, don't old people have, like, fumbly hands and stuff? You're already approaching this with a terrible attitude, Judson. Well... Are you ready uh, now? Yeah, okay. Okay, one, two, three, go. Oh, my God. Judson's I can't being even... really slow. He can barely pick things up. He's probably going to stab the... himself. Oh, oh he's putting God. it through the wrong oh. side. Oh, he's trying to put it through the wrong end. Uh, it's oh, really difficult. Oh, can't get it in. Okay, oh, okay. he's threaded his first needle. Okay, now he's, going, he's moving on to his first electrocution. <sighs> How does this thing work? <laughs> I think he's I did. He's teasing himself with it. <sighs> ah! okay. All right. Okay, he's on to his third needle, and he's visibly sweating. Now. <laughs> oh, my God. Ah! God, he's my gone. hands are shaking. Oh, shaky hands. Shaky, moist hands. <sighs> All right, I'm going to choose two stress reduction techniques. The first one I've chosen is eat bitter stuff. Tim, what, what, is, what is this one all about? Well, apparently, if you just tuck into some nice bitter things, it makes you less stressed. Now, whether that's because it's super disgusting and it means that you have to think about something other than the reason that you're stressed or whether it actually helps, we'll find out in a minute. So we checked in with psychologist Hannah about all the stress management techniques that we put in the hat. And this is what she had to say about the idea of eating bitter things. Wow. That's not something I've come across. I would, I would say bad science. Okay. Okay. How's that feeling? Well, it's not very nice. Ugh. Oh my God, I don't really understand oh. how this is supposed to make me feel less stressed. 
All right, so I'm gonna pick out another one. Okay, uh, faking a smile or faking a laugh. Okay, here is what Hannah had to say about that. This idea of, of faking it till you make it, there's an element of, of helpfulness and in laughing at something despite not necessarily feeling it then, hopefully you can then start to connect. Let's say it's better than completely disconnecting. Okay. <laughs> Tim, you've got a funny face. <laughs> oh, this is not helping at all. Are you ready? Yeah. Uh, no. Okay. <laughs> but I'm gonna have to start anyway. Three, Two, one, go. Okay, I'm going. This is definitely not Oh, this good. is so much harder than I thought it was going to be. He's almost got it. The strobe light is not helping at all. <laughs> ah! Ah! <laughs> just stabbed just myself. stabbed himself with the needle. Ah! <laughs> oh, he shot himself again. Tell us okay. what you pulled out of the bag, Tim. I've got the 378 breathing technique. Okay, that's, okay. that's good. All right. I've also got set myself on fire. The classic technique of... Or fire therapy. And what, what does that involve? What am I supposed to be doing here? So the idea behind fire therapy is unclear to me, but apparently it does involve uh, placing towels on your body and then lighting them on fire and that doing this will in fact relieve stress. I don't think anyone will be surprised at Hannah's thoughts about this one. I think uh... So I can safely say bad science. <laughs> There's no empirical research that I'm aware of that would support the use of fire to uh, relieve stress. Okay, and then you're going to light this, and this is supposed to help me be less stressed? Yeah, okay. This will... Oh, this doesn't okay, feel just, good. Just oh, relax. Oh, do I you, feel... <laughs> do you feel less stressed? No! <laughs> oh my God. I do not feel less stressed. I feel hurt <laughs> and sad. Okay. Now I need to try a breathing technique, right? Yeah. So for the 378 breathing technique, I want you to inhale for three seconds, then you're gonna hold your breath for seven seconds, and then you're gonna exhale for eight seconds. So we had quite an extensive conversation with Hannah about the benefits of meditation, mindfulness, and breathing techniques. Um, meditation can be a very helpful way of managing stress. Um, there are, there's research highlighting that it does produce chemicals that help to combat stress hormones like cortisol. Breathing techniques are very helpful, particularly for somebody who's experiencing a lot of worrying thoughts. Focusing your, your thoughts on breathing, especially when there's a specific technique like 378, helps to move the thoughts away from those worrying thoughts towards the breathing. So, good science. Five, six, seven, eight. Now I want you to repeat that again. Seven, eight. Well, I've made two observations about that technique. Okay, good. Number one, it has made me feel less stressed. Number two, breathing does not make a good podcast. So there was one stress reduction technique left in the hat, and Judson threaded his needles the slowest, so he had to go all over again. Okay, so now you need to try again. Okay, so... Oh. On with the Van de Graaff generator. <sighs> Second one's done. Second one's done. Second one's done. Just 28 seconds in. Yeah, you know, I, I'm feeling like the arugula and the bitters have finally kicked in. Uh, I'm going to go 
choose a new stress reduction technique out of the hat to try to calm myself. I picked out of the hat fake funeral. Um, I'm gonna need you to get in there, please. You want me to get into this cabinet? Yeah. Okay, I'm, I'm gonna close the doors? the doors now, and then there's, there's a nice little key out here, and I'm just gonna just click that lock into place. Tim, wh why, why are we doing this? Well, there's a spa in China that claims to reduce stress by having participants stage their own funeral. And what that's supposed to do is relieve stress because it makes you just lie down and think about how lucky you are to be alive. How is locking me into a cabinet the equivalent of a fake funeral? <laughs> I hope I'm the, not buried in a cabinet. It's the closest I could get to a coffin at short notice. My palms were sweating a lot more than they were a second ago. You kind of try and pretend to be a bit more dead, maybe. Maybe that would help. Okay, I'll, I'm just going to close my eyes and just contemplate the fact that I'm still alive. Okay, while you do that, here's Hannah talking about what she thinks of this process. If anything, I do wonder whether it could increase the likelihood of things like anxiety. I think that Judson did not need an expert to tell him that. I'm feeling horrified that something's going to happen to you and I'm going to be locked in here forever. He's gone for the vandal. Oh, oh, oh no! Where is it? Dropped the needle on the floor. Where's, uh, oh, there it is. No, no, no. I got it. 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 Oh, my hands are a lot shakier since I was buried alive. <laughs> and ah, done. I'm going to call this an unmitigated success. I also really enjoyed locking you in a cupboard. So, to be honest, locking you in a cupboard helped relieve my stress quite a lot. <laughs> maybe, maybe that's the maybe that's the trick. You know, maybe that's the real benefit of the funeral. It's not you being buried alive. It's you closing the coffin on somebody that you really want to see buried alive. Right, right. Maybe, okay. maybe think... that's the same with setting people on fire as well. I mean, did setting me on fire, did that help you? It did, actually. I, I must uh, admit, I had a, a dark feeling of, of joy watching you <laughs> writhe in pain. I'm going to insert here for our listeners that it is not okay to manage your stress by setting other people on fire. Or burying other people alive. <laughs> That's true as well. So sl slash simulating their funeral by I putting would, them in a closet. I would reinforce all of that by saying don't try any of this stuff at home except for the nice safe things like meditation and breathing techniques. Correct. Feel free to eat bitter stuff and fake a smile and a laugh, but do not set each other on fire. No. Or yourself. Or yourself. Or yourself. So from our stress test, I think that we did a pretty good job of replicating some of the things that students are going through when they're preparing for a test. So we had negative thoughts, we had muscle tension, we had shakiness, we had sweating, anxiety, we were trying to stop whatever it was from happening and delay starting it. And we built a machine to measure our galvanic skin response, we were taking our pulse, we were taking our blood pressure, and the stress that we were experiencing did have a physiological impact on our bodies. And those changes that we were measuring are the result of the body's hormonal response. So in stressful situations, the body's going to release a battery of hormones, including norepinephrine, adrenaline, and cortisol, which is, I think, the one most people are familiar with. And those hormones work together to help 
sort of consolidate your body's focus and power on what's important and at hand and not on anything else that's going on. So back in the day, this would have helped us survive uh, in the jungle, running away from tigers and stuff like that. Right. So stress has been keeping us alive and helping us out in difficult situations for millennia. Absolutely. But it is important to say that, you know, that sort of stress is useful in a sort of short duration. But over time, um, chronic stress can have sort of the opposite impact and, and really cause problems that cause the body to break down rather than to help you deal with with the high pressure situation. Right. So these stress reduction techniques, and we've tried some of them, some of them were great and some of them were less great, but they are there to, to try and reduce that long-term stress. Absolutely. And I think it's important that people f- try out different stress reduction techniques, figure out what works for you and, and use that because it's, it's not going to be the same for everyone. Right. You know, one of the most interesting things that I thought came out of our chats with Hannah and our chats with various other people is that other people can have a big impact on your levels of stress as well. So, you know, we heard from Hannah that talking to people can really help you relieve stress, but also that um, if you're empowered or you have a feeling that you're trusted by your teachers or your parents or your managers, then that feeling of trust and empowerment can go a long way to kind of shield you from some of those chronic stress symptoms. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I think that can be a really powerful buffer against the long-term effects of chronic stress in sort of low-level way. Right. But in the short term, embrace stress because it's your friend and it can help you out. It's funny, on an athletic field, nobody thinks twice about having butterflies in your stomach before a big match. But for some reason, that seems to have a negative impact when, when it comes to test taking. Don't let it be a negative thing. It's, it's a positive thing. Embrace it and use it to succeed. A quick corrections corner this week. I mistakenly called the breathing technique the 378 breathing technique when actually it is the 478 breathing technique. So if you are having trouble inhaling fully in three seconds, you now have an extra second. You're welcome. Thanks this week to Hannah Chothong, Annie Ang, and Sarah Carter and also to Brenda Waitley for putting us in touch with Hannah. Thanks also to the students from grade 11 who we heard from at the beginning. Pietro, Tak, Hyobin, Alia, Tamsin, Maddie, and Nicholas. And a big thanks this week to Ellie Alchin. You know, I ran into her the other day, and she really can't cope when they run out of Chicken 65 at the canteen. I'll step into my room and everything will feel wrong, and all of a sudden I got really angry and I'll like throw things everywhere. I'm Tim. And I'm Judson. Thanks for listening. See you next time.